0: They told me what you doing. I said, what I'm about to do is turn the fuck up. Hey, this is Grizzly Cowject, and you're listening to Dark Match Podcast. This is the hottest sensation in pro wrestling today. Outlandish, Zicky Dice, and you're listening to the Dark Match Podcast. This is Jesse
1: Mack, and you're listening to the Dark Match Podcast. I'm way too tired for this shit.
2: Do I have everybody's attention now? now? So, did coronavirus end, or are we just, like, in halftime or something like that? Because it seems like everything just social distancing, keep away from people, like, it, it's just out the window at this point. Like, I, I was, like, looking at pictures, like, from, like, a like a bar in my neighborhood, literally. People are, like, on top of each other. Like, no one's even, like, policing it anymore. Like, I, I'm just kind of curious. I guess I'm asking for a friend. I don't know.
0: Uh, tra- It's change of possessions. It's somebody else's turn
2: right now. Oh, okay, cool. I, I was I was curious about that, but either way, so we're we're back. We, we took a week off due to the holiday. I think we needed like that mental health holiday, I guess you could say, where we could just decompress, just relax. I really wanted to get an interview out last week, but I know you and I, especially with everything that happened to with like AEW. Well, we really wanted to touch base on that, but it, it was just when it came time to do so, it was just like, uh, like w- the night that we normally record. I like got home from work that day. I'm like, I don't want to deal with anything right now. It, it's just I, I'm it, continuously every single day. It's like something changes. We were under the impression we were already going to be reopened, and. Now, just new rules and regulations are continuously changing. I have to stay ahead of literally uh, whatever new law comes into play. Because in the financial sector, the division that I'm in, they can it could be it could be a rule today, and tomorrow it could be gone away. Like what we did today is not good tomorrow, but the following day it could be good again. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. So it's just. Like a headache. I, I got home, didn't want to do anything. So I, I think we needed that, though. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so it, it, it's it's sometimes tough when the, like if there's not a ton of wrestling. Like it's sometimes to me, it's sometimes tough to just keep a show going every week.
2: Yeah, especially not like there. There still is wrestling going on. Don't get us wrong, but like we we can. There only is talk
0: monumentally a- less than what there would be if everything was
2: okay monumental exactly so yeah we, we can't talk about any like independent wrestling we, we can't we, all we can talk about is just like i guess you could say like the major like three uh, you have wwe also nxt you have AEW, and then you have impact wrestling that, that's about it so what can we truly say that has already been said so uh, I guess the only thing that we could really do is just continue to to bring these fun interviews, and obviously this week we we went pretty far for this one. Uh, we yeah we did. Uh, we traveled quite a distance. We went we went a little down under for this we, one. We 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 did go down under for this one. Our first <sighs> guest on the line from Australia. So we've had we've had Ireland. Now we've had plenty of in Canada. Well, we do have other places on the map that we do want to get people on, but Australia... I, I know. I was very excited that we were able to... We, we've been trying to get this one for a while. I, I was Absolutely. I'm glad
0: that we were able to finally make this one work, but... It's, yeah, ho- hopefully... it a while.
2: Won't, yeah, hopefully she won't be the last one from there. I, I hope as well. So we've been... Jeez, we, we've been trying to settle this for... God, months, months. If I, I would have to look back at my messages to see how it's been long. A,
0: it's been at least six
2: months. It's been at least six months, but we finally made it happen. So right now, let's just get right into it. I would have been like that on your way. So this is definitely a long time coming. I know we've been communicating back and forth for several months now. Uh, unfortunately, it, it was just bad timing. I, I know uh, we tried to connect when you were in the U.S., but <laughs> when I did message you, you're like, "I listen, I am so exhausted. I, I don't want to think about anything. Can we just reconnect when I get back to where I'm from? And you are officially our first guest on the show residing in Australia. So on the line with us here today, we have Steph DeLander. First and foremost, how are you doing? <laughs>
1: um, I'm good. Yeah, it has been a very long time coming. We've been going back and forth for what feels like forever. So I'm glad that we finally found a time that suits.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. And what better time than everything that's going on here? I I don't know if it's I- exactly the same. How, how is the global pandemic uh it, kind of working itself out over in where you're at?
1: Um, I mean, Australia has done really well with the coronavirus as a whole. Like, I think the country has been very diligent with all the rules and all that kind of thing. So it's been a pretty strict lockdown. Personally, um, I work a real job at a pet store And luckily, we were classed as essential. I guess dogs still need to eat. (laughs) So I've still (laughs) been working throughout the pandemic. So I've still been going to work. Like, I've got a a home gym set up. So I've still been training at home. So my life routine hasn't been affected as much as a lot of other people would, I say. But, yeah, it's still a very weird time.
2: Yeah, you're talking to three – well, three including yourself. We're we're an essential podcast, I guess – at this point, where <laughs> yeah, uh, right. we we both been put into a position where uh, we are also considered essential workers, so there there has not been a uh, uh, any well, hold back because,
0: for. Us. I I've been having to, I've been having to work from home.
2: Yeah, you you have it harder, I guess you could say, because Steph and I have to go in, interact with people, and potentially, I guess you could say, bathe, because yeah. we have to be seen in public. Um, yeah. and and at to least, be-
0: yeah. At least, I'm. Hey, they've at least started pulling things back. Where I'm in there one day a week. By the by, June, I'm curious, especially with things that have started coming out, that they're now going from orders to heavy suggestions yeah. of everything. That I'm wondering if that will start kind of getting me more in the office. So.
2: Well, the worst is like every single day at work we have a we have a daily wrap up where it's like a new. Just the new updates of what's going on. And originally it was like May 1st we were going to be reopening. Like we're closed to the public, but we still have to go in. Um, I work in financial services just for the the sake, but uh, we're closed. We, we don't see any, any clients. But it was originally May 1st we're going to open up to the public. Now it's June 1st. But now they're saying like, hey, maybe it's going to be July 1st. So I don't even know what the heck is going on. But one thing I can tell you with your home gym, Steph, you are literally, uh, pretty much putting us to shame. So, <laughs> I'm like, th- there was like a video, like I think it was like your your live feed last night, uh, your your Instagram story, like just looking at the weight that you're you're lifting, it's like okay, no, no, like I just pulled my back <laughs> out, like I, I'm in pain, my muscles hurt. Just watching this, and you're like, yeah, I could beat I could beat guys up too. It's like. Yeah, you you can. I can think of one that you possibly can. So, <laughs> Got it. Thank you. So kind of going back, obviously, it, it's been a long road. Obviously, with the coronavirus and the lockdown, it has kind of put a stop to any potential wrestling. So it, it's good that it, it seems like you're still motivated because who knows when that first show is going to pop up. So staying in shape and everything. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people have actually just looked at it like a free vacation so it it, kudos to you working through it as if hey tomorrow could be a a day back in the office so where did this wrestling journey start for you overall
1: so um i when i was growing up i have an older brother and he Loved wrestling. He got into wrestling. Whatever he was doing, I was doing pretty much. And one of those phases was wrestling. <laughs> so I remember I was, yeah, about 10 years old. And we turned on the TV and we flicked it onto WWE Raw. And straight away, I was hooked. I was like, what is this thing? Why have I never seen it before? And I was just obsessed with wrestling pretty much from then on. Um, I, I dropped out of it for a few years when I was in high school I think that was because wrestling wasn't the cool thing to like anymore, you know, being like a, a 14 year old girl trying to fit in and loving WWE wasn't exactly the cool thing to do. So I dropped off for a few years, but I got back into it. Um, and then when I started realizing that Australian independent wrestling existed and that I could wrestle in Australia, that's when I kind of really decided that was what I wanted to do.
2: Now around that time it it seems like everyone around high school kind of steps away they're like okay well I want to fit in I I don't want to be that kid that likes wrestling because I I don't want to be I guess you could say judge did you still kind of watch it behind the scenes and and keep up with it or did you just kind of put it to the wayside and not even follow it anymore.
1: Um, for so the first few years when I was really concerned with just like trying to fit in and trying to be cool, I ditched it completely. Like I didn't follow it at all. I still loved wrestling, like I never decided I hated it, but it just wasn't something that I spent my time watching. Uh and then kind of towards the end of my high school, like when I was probably like sixteen, um, I was like, you know what, stuff this. Like I love wrestling. I don't care what anyone else thinks of me. I'm going to watch what I want to watch. So I started watching wrestling again. And in my year group, there was probably like 150 kids. And like one guy from this group liked wrestling and one guy from that group liked wrestling. So like we would come in on a Wednesday or whatever day and every kid in the year group that liked wrestling, there was probably like six or eight of us, we would all get together Not friends, but we all had this one thing in common and we would sit there and talk about what happened on Raw or SmackDown and the storylines and just super marky shit. But yeah, so (laughs) towards the end of my my schooling, I just was like, you know what? I love wrestling and I got back into it.
2: Who did you find yourself gravitating towards?
1: Uh, Triple H was my favorite. (laughs) I remember when I was in year 10, which is the age group is like, I think 16. I had covered my school diary and just like photos of Triple H like it was a Triple H mural on my school books.
2: <laughs> oh wow. Like yeah. that was let's see. Like I don't want to you know what I'm just going to skip that question cuz I don't want to know roughly around which uh what uh time frame of Triple H uh, character wise cuz I I don't want to I I don't want to ask your age but we'll we'll, we'll oh, steer you can away from it.
1: I'm 23. So okay. if
2: you want to do the math, you can figure that out. Gotcha. Okay. Pat, so, Pat, more often than not, we are the old one. Well, I knew that, <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> or like, you just didn't want to make yourself feel even worse. Well, like, I, I think back to like Triple H. Like, when I started watching wrestling, like, Triple H had just left DX for the corporation. And I, I was a late bloomer in the wrestling world i I was unfortunately if i watched wrestling growing up i got grounded like it was forbidden in my household you couldn't watch it my parents still to this day they hate it and really oh yeah my i can't have a conversation with my parents about wrestling even my wife hates it she'll watch it but she hates it um but and she like kicks herself when she gets into storyline she's like why do i know this much it's like because you secretly (laughs) like it but you just don't want to admit it and that's why and, and she has her favorite characters, too. But she'll she'll never admit it in person. She'll only do it <laughs> behind the scenes. But, like, with Triple H, with his character, oh, jeez, Like, I hated him when I was in middle school. I, I absolutely despised him. And I just, uh, there was a pay-per-view I went to. It was uh, No Mercy in 1999. And it was Triple H and Stone Cold in the main event and i was so upset leaving that pay-per-view because triple h won that, that <laughs> like everything else that happened at the event the one thing i hated most was the fact that triple h won the won the main event so yeah but with the independent scene kind of stepping away from that you you found the independent scene in australia kind of give us a a little insight cuz where where we are there's an independent promotion everywhere i mean just in our area alone which is let's just say northeastern ohio which is 45 miles i mean there's at least seven or eight independent promotions in this area is it the same in australia or is it more like they're they're more selective there's only a few
1: um it's much more selective in australia uh there is really not much so we have in, in each state, there's probably, I mean, I know there's more, but there's probably two or three main promotions. Some States, not even that many. And our States are huge by the way. Like that's a lot of, a lot of space. Um, so there's really not, there's nowhere near the amount of wrestling in Australia as there is in America. Like um, here a couple of years ago when I first got into the business, we were wrestling once a month, you know. We had one show per month that we looked forward to and we wrestled for. And there's still, there's still certain states like that. Like in Adelaide and in Perth, if they only have one or two promotions, if they're running shows however often, they're wrestling every, once every four weeks. You know, whereas in America, I know the guys and girls there can wrestle Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in a week, you know, or whatever else. So yeah. the amount of wrestling is so different. These days, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more popular. Like, especially between Melbourne and Sydney. Sydney, we've got quite a few promotions. Like, there's new ones kind of popping up. So, if you want to say yes to pretty much everything, and if you want to wrestle everywhere, regardless of your opponents and the promotion and that kind of thing, you could probably wrestle most weekends, um, maybe every week. But if you're selective about where you wrestle and that kind of thing, you're probably only at most wrestling like every two weeks still. So it's definitely a very different lifestyle than it is um, as an independent American wrestler. Like we all – in Australia, we all have real jobs pretty much. By a couple of people um, that are traveling all the time, like people like Robbie Eagles, like, you know, he signed a New Japan deal. So that's a different ball game. But for most independent Australian wrestlers – we all still have to have a day job to support our wrestling Uh purely because there is just not enough wrestling to make money off in the country. There's not enough merch sales. You know, we can't support ourselves. So it's very different than it would be if we were independent wrestlers in America.
2: Well, and you definitely have the fanfare. We're, we're talking to you right now in Cleveland, Ohio. We, we've heard of you and have even... Had numerous requests from individuals that listen to our show to have you on the show. So even if you're only wrestling uh, a few times a a month, uh, you're still getting the namesake even over in the U.S. So kudos to you. But uh, I thank you. I I tell those listeners buy her merch. I mean, geez, support her somehow.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Someone has to do the legwork for
2: me. Now, being in in Australia right now, and I'm sure the scene has changed. Just looking at let's just go back five years ago, five years ago, the Australian wrestling scene really wasn't that known. And now uh, you look at just the WWE, for example. Uh, the talent from Australia has really opened those eyes to the scene. And just a few names, like, for example, Peyton and Billy Ray, you have Rhea Ripley, but, uh, it, just to, to name a few, and let's not forget Buddy Murphy either. It, it really has opened that that whole, I guess you could say, the whole region to professional wrestling. Have you seen more and more promotions open up and more and more interest in wrestling now that they're on a bigger stage as it kind of transitioned over the course of the last five years?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, just for instance, my home promotion uh, is called PWA. And when I first started with PWA, like, training-wise four years ago, um... We were, we were running shows in front of, you know, some shows we were lucky to have 50 people in like, a, you know, uh, we used to run like a weird art gallery with like all the house lights on and there was no atmosphere and it was very basic. And, yeah, we would be lucky to get, you know, between 50 to 80 people. Whereas now, as PWA, we run monthly at this amazing music venue. We've got great screens, great music. We pack it out, sell it out every single month with like much higher ticket prices so we've we've collected like a really really solid diehard fan base i mean the talent in australia has always been at a really high level so even when you look back five years ago i mean the wrestlers back then were just as good as they are today obviously we're doing some really innovative stuff at the moment everything keeps progressing but they were great they were great at wrestling back then you know like they were really good but The difference was the eyes weren't on them. They didn't have that platform, especially these days with, you know, so many companies do like the online streaming services and the shows are being uploaded. So it's much easier to get international eyes on you if everything's being put online. Um, But, yeah, the growth, even in my short four years in the uh, independent Australian wrestling scene, it's completely night and day. Like it's, it's wild to see it.
2: What would you say, like, the average crowd now from just a few years ago, only 50 people coming out to PWA, what would you say, like, the crowds are now?
1: Um, I think our venue maxes out around, like, maybe 300 to 350, I think. Um, Hmm. But, as I said, we're selling it out well in advance pretty much every month. So oh, wow. we'll, probably, we'll probably get to a point where we outgrow that venue, which is very cool. We're kind of there now. So I think when shows go back, we should be in a different venue pretty soon, uh, at least trialing it out. Because, yeah, as I said, it's, it's sold out every month. But then also, like, there's a promotion in Melbourne called MCW that I've wrestled for quite a few times. And they'll draw up to, like, 600 people at a show, 700 people. So the crowds are definitely getting bigger, which is awesome.
2: Oh wow. Now what is it like for individuals that have never really performed? Now we we've all been to concerts, we we've been to wrestling shows, WWE shows and things like that, but being an independent wrestler, you 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 see some let's not joke around. You you've been to some that probably only had about 30 to 40 people there. What's it like performing in front of a crowd of 700 sold out in an arena?
1: Um I actually find it easier to perform in front of more people. So I feel more comfortable in front of, yeah, like 600, 700 people packed out making heaps of noise because they're reacting to what you're doing. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of that good energy, the atmosphere, the crowds chanting and yelling and they're getting into the story that you're telling So, naturally, you relax more and you start to have a bit more fun with what you're doing. If anything, I find the shows that are in front of, like, 20 to 30 people, it's just, like, dead silent in a basketball hall with all the house lights on and there's just absolutely no atmosphere. Like, I find those matches harder to have than the matches in front of a whole bunch of people.
2: Now, with the current climate, do you think you could perform in front of no people?
1: Yeah, I think that we will be probably doing that quite soon. Not at the moment, because obviously wrestling is like the most close contact thing you could be doing, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we're not at that stage in Australia just yet. But I think the next level will we'll be going back to wrestling training. And then pretty much we'll go back to running no crowd shows, but live streaming and online. Because um, in our training venue, we have the capacity to be able to live stream shows out of it. So I think that will be the next step.
2: Nice. Now, do you guys have like a like a subscription uh, program where you can catch that, or is it just like yeah. on like Facebook Live?
1: Yeah. So it's on a platform called Ovo. So if people look up PWA on Ovo, um, that'll come up. Before everything shut down, we did actually do one show without a crowd (laughs) so that was the last thing that we've done and that's up on ovo as well and it was a really fun show so yeah everyone should check that out if they can
2: i'm sure that had to be a a whole different experience You're, you're so used to building off of the crowd's energy and here you are the only person you can really build off of is the the announcers and the if you have announcers and then just the referee and that's about it
1: yeah it was definitely a different experience i mean At training, we do training matches, so we're kind of used to wrestling in front of a small amount of people, but it is a little bit harder to G yourself up if there's no crowd, for sure.
2: Oh, yeah. So, obviously, here, if you live in the state of Florida, you're considered an essential business-slash-employee if you're a professional wrestler, so who knows? (laughs) It, It might make its way to Australia, too. You might become an essential employee for wrestling, and... You need to do this because people need that entertainment. So now, with wrestling not necessarily taking off right now, you're you're on a hiatus. There's a lot of things I'm sure, other than your your day job, that you, you find yourself doing to kind of occupy your time. Other than working out, what would you say your big things are that you're doing to keep yourself sane during this pandemic?
1: Um, I'm definitely watching more TV than I have before. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm notoriously not huge on watching movies or TV, but I'm slowly starting to get myself into that uh, a bit more. I've been playing a bit of Xbox as well. So I've been doing a bit more of that. Um, I've also just been hanging out since now that you can see a couple of people, I've been hanging out with friends a little bit more. So I'm, it's not too bad. As I said, like, it's not like I've got a whole bunch of spare time. Like I'm, I'm keeping myself pretty busy with training and with work. So, yeah, it's, it hasn't been too bad. I've just been doing a little bit more of, yeah, TV and hanging out with friends. So it's, it's honestly not that bad.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's all what you take out of it because I personally, I, I've been social distancing pretty much my entire life. So it's, it's really no different. So yeah. stay, staying away from people, didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that difficult. You, you and I know. Me both, hmm? I know, and and then it, it's funny because you mentioned you you really don't watch a whole lot of TV. You don't watch a whole lot of movies. Well, my co-host is the same way. He really doesn't see a whole lot of movies either. Oh, shut up, Pat! You know, you knew I had to bring it up somehow. So yeah, but, but what kind of movies and, and TV shows have you found yourself gravitating towards?
1: Um. So one of my friends recommended for me to watch *Brokeback Mountain*. And that was a fantastic movie. <laughs> I had never seen it before and everyone's always like carried on about it. And I just never watched it and she recommended it. And I was like, Oh, all right, whatever. I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect, but I just thought it was great. I thought it was a really good story. Um, so that was great. And then I've just been watching like all the crime stuff on Netflix. If I'm going to watch anything, it's always going to be like crime shows. So I've been watching like all the true crime that's on Netflix. <laughs>
2: I, I'm the same exact way. Like I'll look for like any type of like crime documentary, like um, unsolved like cases or like my big one right now I'm watching is uh trial by media. I don't know. Oh if...
1: my god, I'm watching that as well. Oh my true. gosh,
2: yeah. I, I'm like obsessed with it.
1: Oh my god, I was in bed the other day at like one AM watching it on my iPad like a psychopath because I'm just addicted to it.
2: Yeah, like I was, I just like stumbled on it. Like I like opened up my, uh, I opened up my Netflix and it was like the first thing that popped up on my TV. And like I went to go like put on my usual show, but like for some reason I just, I didn't stop. I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. Like keep going. And it's just talking about all these different cases of, like, hey, this is how the media just, like, absolutely destroyed this case and affected this case. And here's what happened. Some of them, in which, like, I completely forgot about. I'm like, like the uh, what was it? The Subway Vigilante, which was like the second episode. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. That was insane when that happened. And
1: I know. Her, yeah.
2: And, and what was the other? Oh, geez. Dave, have you watched it? No, you haven't. Of course not. Why do you ask me anything, Pat? I know. I know. But uh, you should watch that. If there's a rabbit hole to jump down, I know I've given you like 500 different shows. Definitely watch that one, though. What are some of your favorite movies? But before you list them off, we're going to play a fun game that we played with several other guests to see if Dave has actually seen them. So... Whenever you're ready, just list them off. But after you list the first one, we'll give Dave some time to mention whether or not he's seen it. So whenever you're ready, just give us your top five favorite movies of all time.
1: All right. Uh, let's start. Brokeback Mountain.
0: Haven't. All right. The Grinch. Which one?
1: The Like the Jim Carrey Grinch.
0: Oh, God. I, I refuse to watch it.
1: Oh. <gasps> Oh my lord! Okay. No, uh,
0: I the the, the cartoon. No, the cartoon is it. Like I cannot get myself to watch. a Jim Jim Carrey, I think, ruined that movie.
1: Wow. Okay. Big call. Um, <laughs> taken.
0: No, but I've wanted to.
1: Okay, we well, actually think I bought
0: I think I bought Taken and Taken Two because it was they were like five bucks at the store.
1: I love <laughs> I, loved, I love all the takens, so you should watch all of them. Um Step Brothers.
0: Oh, who doesn't love Step Brothers?
1: Okay, great. And Pineapple <laughs> Express.
0: Oh such a good that's a good one.
1: Yes. Yeah, see? Alright, you've seen one. some of them.
0: So
2: three you've uh, seen two out of the five. Two out hey, of five. That's a, hey, that's yeah, a those a good, are good that's a numbers.
0: That's that, a great batting average. That's
2: a great batting <laughs> average. But when we're talking, I was five for five, by the way. But like w- with almost every single guest, every single guest, we ask favorite movies, but we always have to ask Dave if he's seen them. But you just, you—you've literally just opened my eyes. You've never <laughs> seen The Grinch with Jim Carrey. I've seen like bits bits and pieces and
0: I no, it's just it looks terrible.
1: It's a fantastic movie.
0: It's
2: It's a
1: fantastic
2: movie.
0: The Grinch is the Grinch is good, but it's a scary one.
1: If you hate people, you should love that movie.
0: That's what it's about. I do kind of hate people, but I just can't get myself to watch that movie.
2: Favorite part is when he's going over his schedule for the day. It's (laughs) like Eat, eat dinner alone in, in South loathe I can't give that up again. Like, it? why not? Why can you not like that? How do you not like that movie? Oh, Steph disconnected.
0: I guess I was... She,
2: she hung up on you. She hung up on you. She was so distraught, she hung up on you.
1: Yeah, I think the connection dropped
2: out. No, no. You hung up on him as you should have. <laughs> because he he has not seen no, it, this it, movie,
0: it, it, it cut out.
2: I yeah, I <laughs> heard
0: nobody. I
2: didn't hear anything like, either. I'm so like, I did th- I really I disappoint you
0: guys people? Just, I think I figured you guys just threw me off.
2: <laughs> That's what we should have did. We should have yeah, we should have yeah. Just just had this without you because you you hate the Grinch. Want to know? No, I like the classic. You it
0: no, Jim Carrey's movie ruined the stigma of the classic.
2: No he did not. Well, here's a question he for you. What if they remade and this is one thing that they've actually discussed too. It's in talks. It's not 100% official or not. And let me see if you've actually have you seen Steph, Have you seen a Christmas story?
1: No, I haven't. What?
2: You haven't seen a, She's a Christmas
0: Australia. Story? Australia, okay.
2: Yeah, you need to see a Christmas story. But
1: all right, I'll watch
2: that one. They're in talks of remaking it, Dave. That's horseshit. I know. How could I you...
0: not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of that movie in the first place? But and I actually haven't visit, gone to see the actual house yet, and we live what like twelve minutes from it.
2: If um, that, if that,
0: uh, yeah, I
2: I used to work in the building practice. that the the movie's like opening scene is of i used to work in that building tiger king i'm over i'm over tiger king i've fallen down so many other rabbit holes you were
0: still yelling at me about it last
2: i i I was but now i'm past it because i've found so many other things that there's the pharmacist like we discussed that's fantastic if you haven't watched that if it's available in australia i would highly recommend that too step um he mentioned Tiger King. I'm sure you've probably jumped down that rabbit hole if you haven't yet. Um,
1: yeah, I already I already knew about Joe Exotic and all of that because I'm so into animals. I'd seen a lot of like the exotic animal TV shows anyway. So I'd known about him for years. So it was kind of funny to watch the rest of the world have this realization that like, a lot of people in the industry are just ridiculous. And I was like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, we all knew this. They're all psychos. Anyone that has, like, 200 tigers has to be insane.
2: Yeah. I. I it, it's a train wreck you just can't turn off, though. It's like, yes, this yeah. person is absolutely insane. Yes, I, I I will shun the name Carol Baskin because everyone else is doing it anyway. But, like, just watching it, it's like you, you feel... At some point, it's like, I can't turn this off. And as it progresses on, it's like, you know what? Could this get any worse? And then when it does, it's like, okay, well, I was kind of expecting that. Like, it, you have no effect to it. Like
1: I think because there's just so many twists and turns that you don't expect. It's just wild.
2: Yeah. And what was the other crime one I watched? I'm going to have to... Oh, I'm gonna have to get back to you on it. There, there was a, yeah, there's a really good one that I, I watched, and I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, uh, no, no, my wife's chiming in once again. Extra microphone over here. Anytime you'd like to jump on. <laughs> uh, my wife likes to chime in from the peanut gallery every now and then. She always sits down here. She's, she's playing her. Uh, she just jumped on the rabbit hole during quarantine of uh PS4. So.
1: Oh, I see. Tom-
0: Tell her to go hunt some animals for you, Pat.
2: No, she she refuses. <laughs> she refuses. She is obsessed with The Sims. So, the Sims? Yeah, she's obsessed with The Sims. So <laughs> she that she's currently us. building, a, I think she's building a new house or she's putting an addition on an already existing house she already had. I don't know. That's great. So she, oh, she's building a house for our daughter. Okay. That's, That's nice. So, is this a, is this a new one? Is this a new family? My my daughter gets new families like she. I don't know. I can't keep up with them. Every day it's like a new family that she has. She wants to start over. I'm concerned for her because she just she wants to wipe the slate clean so quickly. She's like, okay, no, I moved on to a new family. It's like okay, well, <laughs> very nice. Well, what about your other? She's seven, so she can do that. She's got plenty of time to uh, to focus on one family and one family alone. But uh, you mentioned Xbox. What do you kind of find yourself jumping towards and jumping? Uh on?
1: my my favorite game is GTA for sure.
2: I haven't played <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. God, in I have so, not played
0: it in like a year and a half.
2: I haven't played it in so long. I was actually thinking so about. So fun. It. I, I haven't played it in so long like it, just some of the it, I even... go ahead Dave I don't think
0: I've played it since I bought the PS4 I played it for PS3 but, I'd ha- but I, I think I got it for PS4 but never I haven't actually like played it
1: <laughs> I just enjoy it because it just takes like absolutely no brain cells and I just find it so entertaining <laughs> like I just I love all the gameplay and I really love hip hop music, so like I love all the soundtracks and everything. I just think it's a really, <laughs> really cool game.
2: I, I haven't played. I think the last one that I played was San Andreas. That that was oh, the last. San
1: la- Andreas is great.
2: That that was the last. Uh, I think the last Grand Theft Auto that I played. But I was looking into it. I actually went on to the PlayStation Store, looking to see if they had any like deals on Grand Theft Auto. Not too long ago. But yeah
1: I went to LA for the first time last year and like I just couldn't get past the fact that I was in GTA <laughs> <laughs> my, be- my best friend was like what are you even talking about because she's never played it and I was like you don't understand I've seen this all before <laughs> she's like shut up
2: <laughs> it's like I-, I jumped that curb like you see that right there I jumped a car through that donut hole like you don't yeah, understand. Exactly.
1: Like, I killed a stripper on this street. Like, I know I did.
2: <laughs> it's like, I know exactly where there's a hiding spot. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, like, you can cut down here. Like, we need to get here. Like, I remember this from the game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it was really cool to see it all in real life.
2: And it's like you're telling your friend, like, you, you don't even have, like, GPS out or anything like that. You just remember from <laughs> a video game. It's like, no. I know that there's a coffee shop right over here. I met a drug dealer here like years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, really good. It's
2: like if he's wearing a red hat, this is this is too serendipitous. This,
1: this is it. Yeah.
2: No, <laughs> like not. it's all over from here. I've seen the I've seen this played out. It, it's not good. <laughs> really Man, good. Man, I got to get on there now. Like we're obsessed with my co-host and I we we play this uh and I'm sorry you being an animal lover but we play this hunting game. It's called Call of oh. the Wild.
1: I love hunting games. <laughs> okay, good. I love oh. hunting
2: games. <laughs> uh,
0: Which is I such don't... a twist. <laughs> I know it's but, well, see, because here's the thing. It's a video game. So you can get lost in it. And especially exactly. with all the with all the bullshit going on now, it's just so calming. Like you just get so lost in it. But I still get so angry at it. Oh but it's my like, god! I, I know it I shot so this. Much. I know I shot this moose. Where the hell did it go? I, yeah.
2: I I had like a grizzly bear yesterday. Like literally, like said zero to five. And you understand what it, it means when I say that? It's a zero to five percent. Disappeared.
0: Oh, zero to twenty-five.
2: Yeah. Yeah, zero to twenty-five. And then you couldn't fucking find it. No, it's like okay, cool. Like I see like the spots, (laughs) the tracks. Oh my god! Like in like I I upgraded where it tells me everything. I I'm boring people right now, but oh my god, I'm still pissed about it. I'm gonna jump back in there and try to find. Oh, it is so addicting.
0: I I know. I was so. Hey, I was starting to chase. I swear to God, I was gonna get a diamond level deer, and then Derek's. Wi Fi went out, so then I had fifteen minutes to play in the map.
2: <laughs> oh God. That's... I'm gonna
1: have to get myself a hunting game, I think.
2: <laughs> Call of the Wild. I don't, Wild I, I, don't
0: yes, is, I don't know if Xbox has it. It's called the Hunter Call of the Wild.
2: It is <laughs> the graphics alone are, are so realistic. The sound on the game as well is nuts. Oh God. Like I Like especially if you have like
0: the good, like good gaming headphones that like go over each ear, and you put the sound through that, you will, sc- you will scare yourself when all of a sudden an animals yelling and it's like right next to you. Yeah. Oh my it
2: God, be- that sounds
0: fun. Like, oh it's yeah, th- because it's like dead quiet. Like, there's, there's really like, <laughs> like no music to it. It's no. dead quiet. And next thing you know, you have this bear yelling at you, and it's just like, holy shit, where did that come from?
2: The worst, yeah, right. worse than anything is the, the, uh, the map that I'm on right now, Dave, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I- I'm on Late Lakes. Nothing- God, you're
0: still on that one.
2: I'm still, I'm, st- I'm obsessed with it. Jump it. No, I, I-, jump. I want to. I want to, but I can't. I can't do it as of yet. I still, I, I have one thing that I want to accomplish, and that's what it is. But we'll, we'll get to that at a different point. But the scariest thing, <laughs> it's two thirty in the morning. I have the my exact headphones that I have right now I plugged in cuz I I wasn't chatting with anyone I just wanted to hear it and I'm crawling it's dark beyond dark it's the middle of the night on the game and a white tail rabbit is right next to me and gives me a warning thump most terrifying sound I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life and it's literally like I Whoa. shot up off the couch. I was I thought someone like fired a gun. I was I li- almost I almost peed oh, myself. Fantastic. Oh, I was fantastic. so scared. Like it was just like a huge boom. Like and it it sounded like it was right next to me. I jumped off the couch like what the heck was that? And it's like, oh, it's uh, it's a last, rabbit.
0: Last last thing and then I'll let you like pivot off of this. Oh,
2: I know exactly where we're going from here. Turn
0: turn, turn the lights off when you play the game.
2: Yes, it, it it literally like even if they have it for for VR too, I would love to play that virtual reality style too. That would even make it a thousand times better. But I'd probably, yep. knowing you, you'd get trampled by some wild boar and yeah, you'd never touch. it I again. got hanged.
0: I got I got eaten by wolves the other day. So.
2: <laughs> oh, this game is so entertaining. But yep. back to back to stuff. So. Uh, you had mentioned, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's get, she's like looking up hunting games right now or she's looking for an out right now to get off this interview. So, <laughs> so when you are working out, what are your go-to playlists? What kind of music gets you pumped where you know you're going to have the best workout?
1: Um, it would have to be like old school, like 90s hip-hop is what I really love. So, like, Ice Cube, Wu Tang, Snoop Dogg, like, all of that, NWA. That's kind of what I listen to when I'm lifting majority of the time.
2: That, that's unusual because, like, I listen to that when I'm driving, but yeah. I, I wouldn't think of that as, like, a, a workout mix. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe I if I mixed it up. Who knows? Like, I, I like to drive. Like, that's more of, like, relaxing music for me, like, going through, like, the old school like some Tupac, Biggie, things like that. at Wu Tang all day though. But I, I, I don't really get into the mood of like, like working out at that point. So, it.
1: yeah, I don't know. I think it's just cause it's just what I, what I enjoy, you know, now, if,
2: I agree. I'm having, if
1: I'm doing a really hard workout, like if I'm really struggling, then I'll put on something like a little bit heavier. Like I'll put on a bit of hardcore or something like that. But yeah, it's usually hip hop.
2: Like my go-to is, I always listen to, and I am probably gonna get some slack for this. I always go to nineties one-hit wonders. Th- that's my go-to. <laughs> I love it. Like my co-host introduced me to like this playlist. It's uh, it's on Spotify. Oh
0: crap! I have not listened to that one in a while. They've
2: updated it, and it's awesome. Love every second of it. It's geez, I gotta what is what is it called? Yep. So you can save me no, from we'll looking at
0: We'll
2: find it later. We'll find it later. No, because now uh. I'm curious. Because now I gotta, I gotta look at it. Hold on. It is, geez, guilty pleasures. All right. So guilty pleasures. I, like one-hit wonders, love it, and like early '90s, late '80s, like uh. even <laughs> into the '2000s. Just the songs that you know you haven't heard in forever those are the ones that cuz like i i focus more on the song and
1: that's fair enough yeah that's true
2: like even driving if i'm driving long distance like i need to listen to songs i haven't heard in a long time cuz like then you kind of zone out a little bit but yeah no. that's true so but would you say like that's kind of your music of choice like all the time or just working out is like the the 90s hip hop
1: yeah, no, that would be my music of choice all the time. And that was something that my brother, again, got me into. Whatever he did, I did. And he went through, like, a, a hip-hop Wu-Tang phase. And I got into it. And then I realized how much I enjoyed it. And that's kind of how I uh, fell in love with hip-hop.
2: Yeah, I that was another thing that wasn't allowed in my house for some reason. I had a really sheltered childhood. I I should really talk to someone about this. <laughs> mine was
1: <laughs> mine was pretty much like do whatever you want. Not not in a bad way, but I'm such like a strong-willed person that my parents were like, "She's going to do whatever she wants regardless, so we might as well just like let her."
2: <laughs> yeah, my parents were very much those parents of, "Where are you going? How long are you going to be there? Who else is going to be there? What's the best number to reach you at? What's the earliest you're going to get home? Who's driving you home? What kind of car do they have?" Like they wanted
0: everything. Every-
2: Every detail, and, and they would yeah. check up on it. Like there was one time I went over to a friend's house; he had cats. I came, yeah. and I'm allergic to cats. I came home, my eyes were red. Guess what my mom did the next day?
1: Well, she thought you were like taking drugs.
2: Oh yeah, she took me to get a drug test.
1: Oh my lord! Yeah,
2: that that that's was insane. And Dave's laughing because he knows my parents. Yeah, like that's I, hilarious. I, I didn't have. <laughs> I was 21 years old, and. Yeah, I was still living at home Um, shortly, shortly. I I moved out shortly after my 21st birthday, but I I worked in a bar. I had a curfew of 2.30 when the bars close. My curfew was when the bars close. If I was... And my mom would be sitting up in the middle of the night like, what took you so... It's like, do you know how busy bars are on Friday nights, like there's a lot to do. Like sorry I'm not home until four o'clock in the morning. Like sometimes it takes that long. I apologize. Yeah. Well that that was one of the reasons why I moved out too. I couldn't handle it anymore. It's like look like out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm gonna move out. Like you can still worry, but you can worry from a distance. Like I'll text you periodically and let you know like hey I'm alive, I'm okay, but like this is this is too much. So and, and now yeah. And now I live the most boring life ever. Like I'm home every single night. Like I shouldn't say boring, but like I, yeah. Why is she giving
0: you the death stare?
2: <laughs> no, she's not giving the death stare. She's like, hmm. Like I'll remember that. She's gonna put it in the back burner. But uh, no, I don't have like a boring life. But I don't do anything like off the wall. Like anything I do, like I clear by her. Like I ask permission. So I guess it. it no, it, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. don't say I do. I don't. Come on. Are you trying to get me in the doghouse? I ask for permission. I ask for permission a lot. Yes, I do. I Yeah, no. Probably not. No. I ask for forgiveness a lot. So, Dave, what was your upbringing like? Let's talk about that.
0: You know I was super boring. You guys never invited me anywhere.
2: I never went anywhere. Obviously, we've already established that let's pivot off of us <laughs> so yeah that 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 would be a good idea so once this pandemic's over I, I know when we had spoken previously you had a lot of plans coming into the us and, and traveling so what would what does it kind of look like and we unfortunately we don't know when this is going to be over hopefully hopefully at this point it looks like they're shooting for live crowd uh, SummerSlam weekend is what they're projecting right now. What would they're hoping,
0: think? I don't see it happening.
2: I don't either. I don't either. Well, we'll
0: talk about that later. But yeah,
2: no, we we can talk about it now. Why? Why? No, but I, no,
0: but I'm curious. I'm actually curious because we never we didn't get into it too much. What is like Australia's situation really like? Like, are they opening up now? Like, that's one thing I never really heard. Um.
1: So. They're starting to relax certain restrictions. So cafes and restaurants can have 10 people at a time seated in them. Uh, But gyms are closed. Pretty much all non-essential businesses are still closed. So Australia is still very strict. There's no interstate travel at the moment, so I can't visit any other states. Um oh, it wow. looks like international travel isn't going to happen until at least next year, so we're still definitely like a long way off things being anywhere near normal here. Th-
0: that's not that's not too far behind where we're at because
2: no, that's what I was at thinking least
0: too. in at least in Ohio here, they've kind of really they've started backing stuff off. Obviously, even a lot of the bars are are still going to be closed. Well, but they're starting to open things
2: up. They opened up, but the problem is a large majority of these places, and I don't know if you heard it or not, are getting so much backlash. There's one place, in particular, not too far away from us, that is getting a lot of heat right now because of how just packed they were this past weekend not adhering to social distancing, not adhering to CDC regulations or anything along those lines. And they're getting so much backlash because of it. And the regulations state just what you even said too, like 10 people. um, But no, they're, they're just letting everybody in and pretty much just looking at it. Like, Hey, it's their choice. Like if they want to be close by that, that's on them. So yeah,
1: that's understandable
2: but what is the the current economic climate like i know we're we're kind of getting a, a little on a different subject here but what is the economic climate like for non-essential workers has australia done anything to accommodate them to help them out during these times
1: yeah so the australian government has been really good and they've basically implemented a program where all businesses that are non-essential have been given government funding so they can still pay their employees. Um, so that's been really good. I mean, I I am essential, so I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but I know that pretty much everyone that's out of work is still being paid to some degree. So I don't think there are many Australians being completely left high and dry.
2: Now, with those businesses, do they have to apply For anything, do they have to go through the government or certain sectors to get that money or are they just providing it?
1: Yeah, I'm sure they've definitely had to apply and prove, you know, their situation because I'm sure with anything like that, there's definitely people that would probably try and take advantage of it. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's definitely a certain level of proof that they have to show. Um, But I know that anyone that I've spoken to has managed to get the handouts. So that's good.
2: Yeah, because I know just with us personally, with friends of ours, they're having a heck of an issue. One of our friends in particular has been out of work since April, uh, early April. And he's projected now that he will not be returning to work until at the earliest at this point, July. He's not getting paid.
1: Yeah, Australia doesn't seem to be like that, which is good.
2: Yeah, and he's been he's reached out to local government. He's reached out to senators, governors. He's written. Yeah, on- but he he he
0: real yeah, but he figured out that there was something that he was filling out that.
2: Oh, did he? Kind of missed. Yeah,
0: so I think he may be getting paid for the, like maybe part of April, but definitely here for May. And his company, he actually got accepted by his company to get certain payout, so he'll make seventy five percent of his salary next month.
2: Oh, that's good. I,
0: I didn't yeah. hear that portion. Yeah. he Like, he just got approved for, like, within the last week.
2: Well, I just, like, with my secondary job, I applied for that. But because of my full-time job, like, I, I'm also a 1099 contractor, which is, like, I, I'm, I'm a sole proprietor. And I, I tried to apply because I'm losing so much additional work due to the coronavirus. I tried to apply just to get get something to kind of help out with the loss of income and they pretty much told me because I have the full-time job they're like <laughs> no like okay are, are, are you not taking into account like how much I'm actually losing not working and doesn't matter if you have a full-time job that's, I know but really cool. which which sucks because yeah i'm like the amount of money being lost is just absolute it, it, no one should have to jump through this many hoops to get assistance. And I think it's a great wake-up call, just not only in the U.S., but also worldwide, the, the amount that it, this type of situation can truly affect people. So it, it definitely opens up some eyes and ears to the current climate and ways to improve it. But I'm happy to hear that he finally got that figured out because, geez, our yeah. conversation on Saturday – my God, like it was terrifying to hear that. So anyway, back to the current climate in Australia. So they don't have gyms open yet. Do they have like a projected date of when about everything else will be opened up or is it still up in the air?
1: It's still up in the air. So we're just waiting to hear. Hopefully in the next few weeks, um, gyms might be starting to reopen, but I have a feeling it's going to be such like a, shit fight anyways that I don't even want to deal with it <laughs> like I'm I know they're gonna have so many restrictions and you know lines out the front and this that and whatever that I'm just gonna be in my garage for the next few months I think
2: <laughs> yeah like they and, were... if,
0: and if you have the set and if you have the setup why go anywhere
2: <laughs> yeah exactly like there's so many people that are just making their own home gyms it's like okay well uh, this gym is completely irrelevant they're, they're I mean Save the money. Why not? Just take the money that yeah. you're spending on the gym and put it towards a home gym and you're good to go. You don't have to worry about, uh, I guess, interacting with people or people walking up to you and bothering you. Or, or yeah, this
1: the pandemic's really feeding my unsocial nature. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like, I, I don't have to talk to people. People aren't going to come up yeah. to me. I don't have to wait for a machine. Like, if I want a machine, okay, I'm just going to save for it now. And then yeah, I'll just exactly. get it for here, so... Like, our, our gyms open up, I think, this Friday. This Friday. And no. Uh, really?
0: Next.
2: I thought it was next. the 26th. Yeah, which is, like, next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, is it really? I, I have no I have no idea what day of the week it is. I, I don't even uh, know what the date uh, is. Yeah. Well, in my defense, it, she is currently uh, in the future, uh, uh, May twenty. I know.
0: I was really going to be cheesy and ask how the future is, but that just wasn't going to make for good content.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, why it's not? It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's closed. It's locked down and no one knows what's going on. It's the same as yesterday and the day before. That's right. Very- the, the only thing that changes is the number and the date. So, but yep. yeah, it, I was gonna ask the same thing, so you're not cheesy at all. So, uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. So you weren't gonna be corny at all. So, uh, we don't want to take too much of your time. Obviously, it, it is Wednesday where you're at. It's still Tuesday where we're at, and I don't want to subject you to any more of us. So I just have a couple more questions for you. So at this time, with the lockdown, with it coming out. When wrestling opens back up, are you working on any new type of character development, a new ring style, or anything along those lines, or is it just going to be, just get me in the ring and I'm just going to beat people up?
1: Um, yeah, I just want to beat people up. I haven't really put too much into any sort of character overhauls or anything like that. Uh, I just want to get in the ring.
2: <laughs> now, with the individual's, coming out that we know from Australia that there's probably some individuals that you've worked with recently in even probably even trained with that probably don't have the notoriety that they should have. What are some names? Here's an opportunity for you to, to put some people over and potentially even risk yourself from getting birthday invitations or Christmas cards this year. So choose carefully, but what are some individuals that you feel that the wrestling world outside of Australia should really keep an eye on?
1: Um, I think we have a guy called Matty Wahlberg in Australia who is phenomenal. And I think people should know more about him and I think they will soon. Um, Same goes for Jessica Troy. Jessica Troy is fantastic. We have a girl here called Kingsley. Kingsley is fantastic as well. And then obviously there are people that have a bit more notoriety, so I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on them like Shazza and Robbie and McCready and Madison. They're all fantastic, but people already know about them. So the people that I think deserve a bit more of a platform, uh, yeah, my picks would be Maddie Warburg, Jessica Troy and Kingsley.
2: But if you do want to follow along, you can find her all across social media. You can find her on YouTube. Also, follow any of the great promotions she's mentioned, whether it be PWA or MCW as well. They're also tagged in all of our posts as well. You can find out all of the phenomenal talent as well, even some that she didn't mention. So if you do want to keep up with the Australian wrestling scene, now would be your opportunity. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Buy the merch. Whatever you need to do to support them, they need it more than ever right now in the pandemic. But, Steph, once again, long time coming. We're so happy that you took some time out of your day to call in and be on our show here today. And we wish you nothing but the best. uh, Stay safe, stay healthy in the pandemic. And we can't wait to see you kick some ass uh, when it opens up. And we we feel sorry for your opponents who are uh, the, the first victims of that when this all opens back up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank you so much for
0: having me
2: guys it's been great so here, here's my take on this so with what's going on in the world today obviously it could be next month it could be the following month we, we don't know exactly when shows are going to run for any type of promotion whatsoever it what even if even with the big three that we discussed previously like we, we don't know when crowds are going to be available so uh, there's been a lot of debuts in in AEW, there really hasn't been a whole lot in NXT or WWE, if any. There, there's only been one that that I can truly think of, and that would just be he goes by Carrion Cross now, but Killer Cross uh, debuted in NXT. Which yeah, I, but but would you?
0: But they were already trying to run that before I think before everything got shut down.
2: Oh yeah, that, that was that was premised for quite some time, but
0: so I don't know if I'd really count that one.
2: Well, it, it, I I don't know if you heard it or not. But um, like Brody Lee was on uh, Jericho's podcast and he was supposed to debut when they were supposed to be in Rochester, which is his hometown. And and he knew that it it was he was going to get a huge, huge uproar. uh, Oh, yeah. And that was going to be a huge reveal. And it's it sucks because <laughs> leading up to the week it's okay um we're gonna be doing this in a closed location with with no crowd so you, you had Brody lee you had matt hardy and, and now you have by far one of the biggest gets in professional wrestling you, you land ftr or fuck the rest as they know they, they started as the revolt but unfortunately there's another tag team out in independent wrestling that goes by the revolt and they uh, issued a cease and desist as they should have because I, I find it a little ironic that all four of them started in the same region in in the carolinas where's the revolt located in the carolinas did they wrestle together hmm believe it or not they did they did so they're going by the revolt so they did they did yes so they they, i I couldn't couldn't tell yeah so they issued a cease and desist they uh as i'm sure you saw on AEW, they referred to them as ftr um they uh, they never really touched on what FTR meant until the shirt came out and it was fuck the rest. So I was like, okay, are they saying forever the revival or what? What could it be? I- if anything, it's an abbreviation, kind of like EC3. He couldn't go by Ethan Carter the Third in in WWE. He had to go by EC3. And anytime anyone asked him what it meant, he said, oh, it's the it's the recipe for success is what it is. It's like okay, cool that's uh, that's good to know. but do you think that yeah. they should have held off on some of these debuts when there would have been a crowd available? No I you need to get these
0: you need to get these people in there or you're not going to get anyone to watch your shit.
2: I could. So some of these
0: people, you definitely need to
2: do this. Some of them, I, I I think that some of them could be could have been held off. Now with with Brody Lee, uh, with the huge buildup into it, it, it was good timing. Matt Hardy, don't think he needed to be thrown in there right when he was, but my God, that uh, that stadium stampede how hilarious was that uh, with his spots in there <laughs> in the pool bringing back his old character from Impact wrestling loved every second of it but i feel like the revival yeah it it, it they needed to do it because now it's more people coming in but when that kind of dissipates what are they going to do they, are they going to pick up more talent i the the availability is out there i mean how many people have been released from WWE they could really pull anyone that they want but mm-hmm. what star power hasn't been signed that you think could draw these people in to watch more?
0: I'd have to go back to watch see who everybody's, like, everybody that's been released.
2: Yeah, the only name like, I can—I'm sorry to interrupt, but— uh,
0: I, I, I honestly can't think of anybody off the top of my head because—I
2: don't know. I I guess I've just been—I
0: haven't been as invested in anything just because it's it's—to me, it's just tough to get into right now it really is
2: yeah i so it's like there's to me
0: there hasn't been anybody that sucked me in
2: i i feel the same way even with like monday night raw smackdown i really haven't watched smackdown in a long time i think the only time that you and i talked about it was because i think this week i think this week i actually
0: did because honestly there was nothing else
2: yeah and I, i you were texting me you're like oh my god they're going with a jeff hardy's drunk uh Angle once again. It's like, oh, yeah, well, what else are they going to really do? Uh, they can't have him as this uh, charismatic enigma that they had previously. They've already done that, but what can he do character wise that we haven't seen? Well, they're not going to bring him out as the, I, I guess you could say, the broken brother or. The obsolete one. They're not going to do that without Matt. It, it would make right. no sense. So what that are nice. you going to do with him? Oh, you know what? We're going to make him an alcoholic because, you know what? He, he's really good at it. No. Like, I am I want to see where this angle is going to go. But e- even hearing that, I was like, okay, I'm not invested, like, at all. Like, I, I have no interest in watching it. It's just – it's overdone. Like, why do you got to bring up, like, personal life into wrestling? Th- this person's struggling – Hey, let, let's make it an angle. Like, fuck no. Like, that's his Obviously, personal like, life.
0: But like I told you, and it seems like it's playing. And I told you when I first saw it, and it looks like it may be playing out that way, that uh, it, it seems like Sheamus has something to do with
2: it. Yeah, they're going to make it where it was pinned on him. But who knows? Only time will tell. The one thing I'm excited for, and I I know you don't really watch a whole lot of it. You've admitted it on the show previously. You don't watch a whole lot of NXT that that's truly the only show that I'm really watching. I kind of flip between NXT and, and AEW, and NXT's really grabbed my attention. I, I'm one of the the few that does watch it uh, on a on a regular basis, and uh, they've really got me in with these storylines. And I, I think that they're doing a lot that that unfortunately raw and smackdown aren't doing it seems like it's the same people every single week it's okay who are who's andrade and and uh angel garza going up against this week okay cool but
0: i will say i am happy they finally gave uh what's his face
2: apollo cruz thank you yeah they finally put a belt on him he's talented as fuck oh yeah he's absolutely talented just like cedric alexander is too they should have put a belt on him a long time ago uh, there's tons of people on there that should have had a belt or at least had a shot. And, and at this point, like, what are you doing with Gronk? He's not doing anything. Take the goddamn oh, belt did, off of him. Uh, they did. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> let you know how much I watch. You watch. I didn't. I know.
0: Fuck. Fuck. I didn't. I didn't watch it. But oh, that's that's as much as I know from last night. Is uh, Gronk yeah. Is not they, the they had. Anymore? Yeah, they had. Uh, they had our truth show up at his house. Like one of Gronk's friends was like. There to train him, and our truth was like in the background as a gardener, as like Gronk is starting to do like some stupid TikTok dance. And then his friend, like, takes off his jacket and it's a ref shirt, and then kind of waves truth over. and He and he does like this the roll up for the one, two, three.
2: Oh, the small package, man. I didn't even see that. That pisses me off, dude. Okay. Just go to social media, it's okay. On there. I well, it was social media is in. Infested with other things, so it's very difficult to see. Uh, Fine, go to fucking YouTube. Okay, I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll go watch it now. I'm sorry, but yeah, I didn't see that, so I stand corrected. Yeah. But yeah, our truth is 24 seven champion. Give him more of a as run with. It. As he should, as he should be. Give him more stories with it. Put him back with fucking Carmella. Oh my god, that uh, was hilarious. Uh, those I two honestly were just once, like I know they actually had
0: the one small run back in like 2010 11ish i want it just for shits and giggles i want to see i want to see them give him a bigger title run I, not just the 24/7 i know a lot of people will say it's a joke but dude come on it
2: was it's not just a joke he's
0: talented him. he's a former he's can- nwa champion he's talented as fuck even with if you get let him just be this goofy idiot do you know how much fun it could be to like watch wrestling with him as your t- main title holder
2: i completely agree he, he forgets things or he, he leaves it behind he grabs like a toy title in place of it or he, he shows up with a ladder when it's supposed to be a submission match or
0: but then or- but then again then there's gonna still be someone who's gonna bitch that oh this. This diminishes the title. Well, fuck you! Like it, nothing's gonna make anyone happy. No, like just I, like I, I don't know. I, I'm all like, for an R two title. He, run. he had you. He had the U S. title before. I don't know if he's ever been intercontinental title. If he's ever held that one,
2: I, I'm not sure if he's ever been intercontinental champion. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that.
0: But it, or if you really want to like I, he's obviously done great things here with the um with 11 I-95 title.
2: I love how like, you incorporated all that in there. So. Oh,
0: absolutely. But
2: he's won it how like, many times? Like 40? 45? Oh,
0: Probably. <laughs> but but honestly like I want to see them do something else. Like I want to like I love this character but I would not be upset if all of a sudden they did just like a whole like they just flipped this they flipped the scripts on him.
2: Yeah. He he's been if you just go through his accolades, so here you go. He he's been an NWA World Heavyweight Champion two times. He's an NWA World Tag Team Champion two times. He was a TNA World Tag Team Champion once and he won the Gauntlet for the Gold once. In WWE, he has been Tag Team Champion once. He's been United States champion twice. Uh, He's been hardcore champion twice. Um, Let's see. He's also won the 24-7 championship 36 times. (laughs) 36. So he has not held the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, He's had one run at the WWE Championship, which to to me, that was a great match, though. That, that was a great match. It was a great storyline. It was a great buildup. up it, it was a great ending, too. The kid throwing the drink in his face. That, that was fantastic. So they need to give him a run. And he he got heat for it. He, he can turn it off. He can turn on the heat when he needs to. But I think having like a, a funny, comedic run with well, it cuz even then he I think he was
0: still running a bit with the little Jimmy character.
2: Oh yeah. No,
0: little like, Jimmy ran away. Some, but I mean, I think in there he was still like he was still in there. Yeah. When he was in that in that story with John Cena. It, it, so he it, can do it. Just give him the fucking chance.
2: Yeah. I agree. I, I think r truth would be a great champion. Uh, another person that they're in talks of right now is that they're going to bring up Adam Cole and I'm not going to talk about who got called up to to SmackDown. I know your uh, thought process on it. You can, you can hate it all you want. He a fantastic wrestler. He is he's, fa- he's a fantastic wrestler, my friend. Fa- bro, bro, yes, bro. bro. He is a fantastic wrestler, but they're talking about bringing up Adam Cole. I and did not hear that one. There's, I, don't know if it's like a rumor or they just wanted to get opinion on it. Like, hey, should they bring up Adam Cole by himself, or that should they bring up all of Undisputed Era? <laughs> At this point, I, I don't think you bring up Adam Cole without Undisputed Era. But what do you, you do? But
0: if you bring up Undisputed Era, like, what are like? Are you just going to have them kind of pull? Sort of what they did with The Shield. That, and they're just going to go, and they're just going to, like, run rough shot over everybody. But then you're going to, and then, obviously, you're going to give Adam Cole some big title shots right off the bat.
2: Well, you have to. It, you, can't, you can't call up a whole faction and not give them a big run. Uh, you, got, you got O'Reilly and Fish that... Could be top runners for the tag team championships. But what show do you put them on? You can't put them on Raw because you can't have two big heel factions. Uh, You can't have the disciples of the Monday Night Messiah. And then you have the Undisputed Era. I mean, it would be interesting. But when was the last time you saw a heel heel? You don't. It's very rare when you do. And when they do it well, it does pay off. But they rarely ever do that.
0: Yeah, and you're not going to bring them up to smack like you're not going to go to Smackdown. No. Because you just had you just brought up the forgotten sons and they're trying to make their get their footing in over there.
2: Yeah. So, so. there's your heel faction right there. So if they bring them up, what are you going to do? You're you're going to bring up just Adam Cole and then what are you going to do with the rest of Undisputed Era? Leave them to be split up uh, and to go yeah. back out on their own? They're going to
0: be a rudderless ship in NXT. Yeah,
2: I agree. So I think it's either you bring them up as a whole or you don't bring them up at all. Because you're risking the career of one individual and potentially putting the career of three at risk to get lost in the shuffle.
0: And I don't think Adam Cole even wants to get that call up.
2: I don't think he does either. Why not? Because... because,
0: Because Vince McMahon is gonna just—he's just gonna get his hands on him. He's just gonna ruin the whole thing, like everything that he's built down there. Yeah, he comes up. Vince is gonna ruin it.
2: Yeah, look, I I don't think we have to go through the names. I think it's pretty obvious overall. You just look at some of the talent and oh yeah, who were the big name stars in NXT and what are they doing now? Nakamura—that's a primary example. Nakamura, unstoppable in nxt can barely win a match on main roster you got who let's go down the line here so cesaro okay he's the the swiss superman Can't cesaro,
0: is, cesaro is one that he should have he should have at least two main titles to yeah. his credit
2: rusev phenomenal in nxt had a great run on the main roster too then he lost fuck to John Cena, even, and then
0: fuck even Rusev Day, like Rusev Day
2: yeah, got over, absolutely over. That
0: should have been that should have been his next run.
2: And where is he now? Oh, he's on he he's on Twitch. He, he's a Twitch streamer.
0: Oh, there's there's an AEW signing coming.
2: Uh, I I agree, but it's only a matter of time. And only time will tell how long that's going to be. Uh, you got the vaude villains. I'm just kind of going over some of them. Vod Villains were former tag team champions in in, in NXT. I
0: think what then, killed that. I think what killed that one is when uh, Enzo decided to slide headfirst into
2: the rope. You mean Enzo's fault?
0: Yeah. Well, that's every said, single like, every when single time when Enzo decided to slide headfirst into. I didn't say they did, but they had built that whole program where they like they were fighting for the tag titles, and it's. The, you knew those two were going to go after, you know, go after each other for a while, but then yeah. that that literally killed every ounce of steam they had.
2: No, absolutely, yeah, uh, I completely agree, and I think that was like one of the only. I don't even think that match ended with the Vaudevillains villains winning. I think it just ended in a draw because of medical stoppage or something like that. But contest. Yeah, like no contest. But yeah, like there, there's so many talent that they bring up from NXT that who knows what's going to happen. AEW is is chomping at the bit for any opportunity, and then you got Impact Wrestling that is literally on the uprise and is not really getting a whole lot of the credit they're due. They're they're putting on phenomenal, phenomenal TV every yeah, single where, week. But where are yeah? But where are they? And they're on. Unfortunately, they're on Access TV. Which a whole lot of I people don't, don't have
0: that. Which
2: yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't have. Uh, which a lot of people don't have, but there are alternatives that you can watch it on if you want to. But you have to go out of your way to get it. You need to go onto Twitch. You need to find certain streams if you do want to watch it. And a lot of people don't want to put that in uh, that time in. I, I will because I want to watch Impact Wrestling. Uh, I enjoy Impact Wrestling. I think they're putting on a phenomenal program, and unfortunately, they're not getting a whole lot of these. The, the, these individuals that just signed, a lot of people either want to go to Japan or they want to go to AEW. They want to go to the main sh- – and I see Carl uh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows going back to Japan. Uh, I think that that's their next venture, but they're doing great with talking Shop. Uh, they're making a, a hand-over-fist money. They're releasing a shirt every other day, and it's top-selling on, on pro wrestling tees. Uh, they're doing quite well for themselves. But, I I mean, we can continuously go on and on about where these people are going to go, what's going to happen when this is all over. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. If you do want to, you can subscribe to this podcast by just clicking that button on any of our platforms wherever you're listening to the show. Next week, we have a very exciting interview planned, someone that has been highly highly recommended and requested and we're finally going to sit down and I can honestly tell you there are stories that this individual reveals that he has never told before and you do not want to miss them so you do want to subscribe so you do get the notifications that way when the episode drops you will be the first one to tune in and trust me when I tell you you do not want to miss it I cannot say that enough but We want to thank you guys once again for tuning in. Thank you so much. Be sure to follow along all across social media. Be sure to follow Steph as well. If you have not done so already, head on over, follow her so you can find out what she is doing as the Python powerhouse and where you can see her next. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe and be kind to each other.